the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. Well, this is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Local Ministry Development for 820 AM The Word. I have a very special guest today that uh, I know most of you know. His name is Charles Morris. He's the host of Haven Today, heard on KGNW every Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock. And Charles, you were coming through town and I invited you to stick around for a few minutes and... Uh, <laughs> And say hello to our friends here on KGNW. Hey, I I never knew because I've never taken the train through Seattle before, and I thought, well, what, what a what a a lark, you know, to yeah. take the train instead of have to brave my way in and out of SeaTac. So uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, you're right across the the station's right across the street from the train station. Yeah, from King Street Station. So you had a chance to come down from Bellingham. Yes. And enjoy the water view all the way through. Oh, and it's a gorgeous beautiful. day today as we're recording. Yes. And so you got to see the mountains and the eagles and the everything. You think there will be spring in <laughs> Seattle and uh, the Pacific Northwest uh, this year, maybe? Uh, I we hope we so. pray. I hope so. I, I, I think there's at least one or two days in August that are guaranteed, but the rest of it okay. we're not sure it, about. It's, it's just totally only the Lord knows. Yeah. But uh, we'll we'll. We'll count those blessings when they come. But today, as you and I are recording, as you said, it's a beautiful it's day. It's a gorgeous day. And, you know, we're right here in the International District, and so we just enjoyed some, some good food and a good yes. lunch. And, yes. And now uh, we wanted to chat a little bit about uh, Haven and uh, and the fact that this is your 85th anniversary as a radio broadcast. March 85 years ago. Wow. Haven of Rest went on the air in Hollywood, California. <laughs> well, talk to me about that, because I remember as a kid growing up in the Midwest. Yes. I uh, I grew up on in Moody Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which w- is huge, huge in the Midwest. Huge in the Midwest. WDLM in East Moline, Illinois. In the Quad Cities. The We're Quad still City. on the air there. Are you? Well, we are. and as yes. you well know, DLM is W. Dwight, Dwight L. L. Moody. Moody. Yes. And so I grew up listening to that and listening to the Haven of Rest Quartet. Yes. And, uh, and now you're giving your age. Right I know, here a I know. Bit, Chuck. Well, my mom, you know, would listen to Haven, and uh, and I would listen in as well as a youngster. Well, we are, uh, you, you know, it turns both ways. There's two sides to this coin, but we are the oldest weekday or the oldest daily Christian radio program on the air in America. And uh, now, if you want to throw in weekly programs, uh, like on the weekend or something, then then the Lutheran Hour, and there are a few that would be older than we are. But uh, yeah, we're the, we're, we're the oldest weekday program. And it was amazing how radio was just in its beginnings. There was no TV. 
It was in the Depression in the 1930s, and um, we had a message coming out of Hollywood, but it was is was not a message of the world. It was uh, a message of the gospel and uh, and finding the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, so that's a that's a rich history, you know. Now, I've, in reading, uh, it was uh, and I forgive me for not remembering Paul Meyer. Paul Meyer. I remember the name Meyer, and uh-huh. so he started that broadcast back then. And he went by first mate. Bob on the radio, and those were the days where there was no TV again, Mm -hmm. and so those were the days where um, you had to have some music, Uh, and during the entire program, because those were the days of radio soap operas, so, you know, we went on the air with a, a, they called them a theater organ, uh, but the theater organ would play underneath the entire program. And that's how you filled the time. The organist would, would, not, would not just play under the sermon, and, and then you'd have these four guys, the quartet, that would sing about every five minutes or so. They'd give you another song. But the way you met the clock, because it was live radio at that time. None of it was recorded. Uh, well, they they after a few years, they were recording. Okay. But in the beginning, it was totally live radio. And then it started coming up the West Coast out of L.A. on Don Ray's Mutual Network, which became part of what the Mutual Radio Network. Right. Uh, and they were running a line up the West Coast through Seattle on up to Blaine, where we still broadcast our Vancouver station is in Blaine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, so the Don Ray Network, which was part of part of Mutual. Mutual. And uh, we were on that every day. And so, uh, but then we were going other directions. We went all the way to Chicago and and Moody, as you mentioned a while ago, their flagship station is still on the air in Chicago, Mm -hmm. WMBI and all these other stations along the way. And so it's amazing when I'm around people, I just encounter people just like yourself, you know? And we were a morning program from the start. There was a time for about 20 years before I came to the ministry, 20 years ago, I'm the fourth speaker, when we were a little more at night. And, uh, but that was, that was something later that happened. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's kind of our quick history. Uh, yeah. Well, t- tell me a little bit about your history. I know you didn't necessarily start in Christian radio. You were at UPI, correct? Yes, yes. I was a reporter and an editor and then a bureau chief for United Press International and had been in TV and radio news before that. Uh, fake news, as some people <laughs> call it today. But But in our minds, we were actually... We were seeking the truth, and if we thought someone was trying to deceive us, you would go after them. Right. But, uh, you know, yes, that I had a secular career and, uh, and was a believer, but in my 20s, I was a Jonah. Mm-hmm. I was running from the Lord. I had bought my ticket to whatever I thought, you know, success was or fame or whatever, and was trying to build a career. And uh, I had bought my ticket to Tarsus, and, and it wasn't until I was about 30 years old that uh, that God reeled me in. Mm. And, uh, you know, 
I didn't go exactly to Nineveh to preach after that, but uh, <laughs> some people might call Hollywood where we started out as yeah. that. Uh, so, so anyway, 20 years ago, I, I got a call from a friend of mine and not knowing that we had built our dream house high in the mountains of Colorado, above Colorado Springs, but you couldn't see any civilization. We were at the base of Pikes Peak. 9,200 feet was the elevation of our house that we had bought. And I was uh, doing work as a consultant, mainly to Christian ministries. And uh, all I needed to do was drive down the mountain and catch a plane. But I could always come home at the end of the week to this house way up in the mountains and a little valley. And our nearest neighbor was a quarter of a mile away. It was just wonderful. And But my wife and I were feeling unfulfilled. Mm. And we started praying one day. And... Uh, I remember my wife saying, oh, we've moved so many times, and the kids, it's hard on the kids and everything. And I said to her, well, you know, there's one part of neck of the woods where the Lord has protected us from and kept us from living, and that's Southern Southern California California. (laughs) with all the, the cars and the smog and the earthquakes and the forest fires, on and on and on Mm -hmm. goes. And the next day the phone rang and a friend of mine, an attorney from Newport beach, Christian, a brother in the Lord called and said, I've given Ray Ortland your name. And I told him you're the next speaker. And Ray had been looking for his replacement. And, uh, and I got off the phone and, and then Ray was out of town and he called me a day or two later when he got back to California. But anyway, I turned to my wife, Janet, and I said, you're not going to believe what that phone call was. Doug Amendroth just called us, and he's and, and I didn't know of the haven of rest. And my predecessor, Ray Ortland, had dropped the rest part of the name, mm-hmm. so we were just haven because, as he put it, we've had too many calls thinking we're a crematorium <laughs> or a retirement home. Right. I've told you that story before, <laughs> right. yes. So, so uh, and, and, and then we changed the name to Today, mm-hmm. Haven Today, and we changed that right after 9-11 because the way we sent our programs out to distant stations uh, had gone from huge LPs, vinyl, right, and then it had gone to reel-to-reel, it had gone to cassettes, it said we were still distributing when I first came by CDs, and then all of a sudden 9-11 came, and just a few months before 9-11, we had started sending our program out to hundreds of stations by satellite. By satellite. And uh, we couldn't have done what we did before. And I was out speaking on the road, our quartet. We still had the quartet going then. We don't today. And uh, I, I went to one of those Moody stations. I was, I was in the bottom of Indiana, and this happened. And a good friend of mine was pastoring the, the, uh, the largest evangelical church in Manhattan at the time. And I had his unlisted home number, and I gave our producer the number and four questions and said, you call Tim Keller, and you tell Tim he's got to answer these four questions. We were the only interview that Tim did for about six weeks, and he thought he had lost 2,000 people. Mm. It turned out he only had to bury in the hundreds instead of the thousands. But uh, he, he it, it, at that point, that day, we did a new program, and within two hours of the second plane hitting the second tower, we did something that in our teaching talk world, you know, of KG&W, right. was unheard of. Right. 
we had a new program on the air. Uh, I quickly found a passage of scripture, came up with three points. We picked music, uh, and we had a pastor of the largest evangelical church in Manhattan uh, was on the air with us, uh, the only interview he ever did. And we were off and running. Wow. And that's what we do today. We talk about what's going on in the world, but then we lead people to the gospel. We lead people to Jesus Christ. And, uh, and, and you know, we've seen that change a little bit. I've seen Christians uh, become more politically minded, more than I would like. Uh, you know, we don't take a political stand on Haven today. Right. You know, we want people who are liberal and not just conservative to listen to us because they're going to hear the gospel. Yeah. And so, you know, if I talk about anything like the 18-year-old kid who disobeyed his mother and, and went and got his shots because his mom is an anti-vaxxer and she believes what she reads on the Internet, you know, and doesn't believe the medical data that's out there, I want to be able to explore a topic like that, but I want to be able to do that not to promote getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated, but I want to use something like that to get your attention, to lead you to what our real need is. And our real need is for Jesus yeah. and that relationship with Christ. We're speaking with Charles Morris. He's the host of Haven Today, and Charles... Uh graciously stopped by the studio uh, as he was coming through town. and Charles, I did it so you'd buy me lunch. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to get too uh, philosophical here, Charles, but there's been something on my heart, and I think you're a, a good person to address this, and, and that is uh, why I do what I do, and that mm. is um, mm. the, Christ, the, the importance of Christian radio. Yes. Uh, you kind of jokingly uh, said something about fake news uh, in the days of UPI when you were working and, and how some people address it as that. But, you know, there is this element of in our culture today where where people don't know what truth is anymore. Yeah. yeah. They, there's no uh, um, common sense of what is true and what isn't. You have your truth, I have mine kind of a philosophy. You go your way, I'll yeah, go right. mine. Right. And this, it, is, this is your reality, and I'll live my reality. That's and, right. And that's kind of even permeating into our government and our social scene and all of that sort of thing. And there is this sense of that there is no truth that, that, is, that is absolute. And this is where I really feel the importance of Christian radio and, and realistically, the gospel— Yes. That the gospel is truth, and the proclamation of that truth is vital that we continue that, and, and, and Christian media is so important to continue that process, isn't it? Well, I, I can say here, here with you on that. We, we, we live in a chaotic world. Unfortunately, too many Christians allow themselves to buy into the chaotic world in which we live. And so which kingdom is coming first, even among Christians? That's right. Is it the city of God or is it the city of man? What comes first? Or if, for instance, take the parables. Uh, all the parables and all four gospels that Jesus came, uh, just, just a quick little biblical interpretation rule is Jesus is always the subject of 
whatever the parable is about, mm-hmm. a pearl of great price, it's Jesus. What is that treasure we should be after? It's Jesus. It's not the treasures of this world that Jesus was warning against. Mm-hmm. And, and, but we've forgotten that. We failed to see that today. And so even people that are born again and have professed faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior are missing the object of their faith in their everyday world. Yeah. You know, it's 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 like some Old Testament like one of the judges or one of the kings or in in the Hebrew Bible that would would they had their moment of relationship with God and things were going great. And God was blessing them, and they knew it, and they had all they wanted. And then something happened to them, and they turn around, and they start raising up these high places again, which are idolatry. And, and, and you know, they're still there. They're still one of God's people, but they're letting the ways of the world in that day uh, influence their life. Yeah. And we're no better off than that. No. No, we aren't. And, and what's so easy, whether— whether you're a CNN or a, or a Fox News person, either one, you can either ab- one, you can get ab- so absorbed yes. into the into the dialogue of that uh, point of view right. that you soon lose the peace of heart and peace of mind that we should have in Christ Jesus. That right. we get so consumed right. with the affairs of and the the politics of the day. That we lose that peace, don't we? We do, and, yeah. and that's where I I I see programs like Haven or Doctor Stanley or Doctor mm-hmm. Jeremiah mm-hmm. or all the other programs where there is a value of coming back to the solid gospel of Jesus Christ that He is the way, He is the truth, He is the life, mm-hmm. and anything outside of that is uh, doesn't bring that peace and that understanding that we truly need. It, it, it will leave you drowning in the chaos of the world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if I could urge anyone who's listening to us right now that God calls each of us, his people, to think and act biblically. How do we think and act biblically? Well, it's, as you've already said, Chuck, it's through the gospel believing the gospel, believing that the gospel applies us today, to us today. And it's not just, oh, I remember 25 years ago and that service and I walked the aisle and that man at the front led me to pray this sinner's prayer and then, all right, you're good to go. It's not that. It's every day my Lord is calling me to preach the gospel to myself again, Mm -hmm. to renew my faith in Jesus Christ again and that's how one is to live and you don't ha- and if you can bring yourself to that point of faith and the fact that you lack faith therefore each of us every day need the renewed faith that the spirit gives to us then that's the only way we're going to live and we don't have to worry about washington we don't have to worry about olympia you know uh, we, we 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 have this focus and it's christ centered amen it is. You know, one of the things that you were sharing over lunch, which I'd love for you to talk about here for the final five minutes of our time five together. Five minutes? That's yeah. all we've got. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, all we've goodness. got. Oh, oh Chuck. <laughs> I know. And that is some of the good things that uh, you've seen uh, happening in Cuba. 
Uh, because Haven is uh, running on a Transworld uh, radio uh, station in Bonaire. Yes. And uh, our, some of our KGNW listeners have helped to give to that station. Right. And uh, you're beginning to see the fruits and the results of, of that uh, project with Transworld Radio. And Haven today is running on that. T- talk to us about yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's a blowtorch. It's 500,000 watts directional. And it blankets Cuba every night. Um, Haven has this long history. Just because I'm in my 60s, I don't want to just live in the history. I want to live in the next 85 years Mm -hmm. or until the Lord returns. I always have to add that little line, you know. (laughs) But the fact is God called our ministry, Haven of Rest, after we were 10 years old, to launch Far East Broadcasting Company. One of our quartet members just had this passion. He couldn't sleep at night. He founded FEBC. We went on the air. We raised the first monies for Far East Broadcasting. And as the author David Aikman wrote, he was Time Magazine's bureau chief, there would be no revival in China had it not been for Far East Broadcasting, all those years broadcasting in. Uh, Same in Cuba today. We can't have Christian programs on the air in Cuba, but we can broadcast in and cover the whole country. And one year, one year ago, last month, we went on the air with this uh, 500,000-watt program. And we're the only program that's fresh and new and 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 our speaker spanish speaker is in southern california but but uh we are putting cuban testimonies on it's it is the greatest revival in the western hemisphere and it turns 20 years old this year wow and 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 yet there aren't bibles you know there are people who are born again and don't have bibles uh churches have only re- been allowed to reopen this last 20 years and so what's the lord got in store and that's a challenge I can give to everybody, no matter how old you are. And I can't tell you one more story because we're going to be well, out of town. We've got, we've got two minutes, so we've got a little bit of time. One of the things that you had mentioned is that uh, Haven and, and through your ministry had uh, has been able to give how many uh, Bibles? 200,000 Bibles. In, yes. the, in Cuba. Yes. And you were talking about the need there is tremendous oh, as far as Bibles I've, I've in Cuba. I've never been anywhere in the world uh, and seen people so grateful to get a Bible. Uh, we've taken in study Bibles, and to give those to pastors and seminary professors of a, a whole range of denominations, it's it's just... Uh, you know, it's it's they have a higher literacy than the United States, and yet they don't have books. And so even in the church, no Bibles, hmm. no books. Mm-hmm. So the Lord is, uh, it, 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 it's front line. The Lord will do that to yeah. you if you go where the gospel is on the front line. Yeah. Well, there's, there, there's a lot more stories that I know you told us that I'd love for you to be able to share with our listeners. But uh, I'll come back if yeah, you buy you, me lunch. Yeah, we, <laughs> I shall. Well, wrap us up here. As, as, uh, as you're, uh, I'd love for people to go to your website, obviously, and check out Haven Today. 
And uh, it's haventoday.org. Right. People, One word, not heaven today. Not Some ha- people put that in. It's right. haven today. H-A-V-E-N today. And by that, you could tell we're an 85-year-old ministry, <laughs> but uh, haventoday.org. And uh-huh. uh, we, we put some historical features up there, a little information about us and about our history, too, Chuck. Yeah. Well, good. And um, we just uh, have a little bit of time here. Um, just wrap us up here as uh, we're we're going out, uh, uh, Charles, and and uh, encourage our listeners today. Mm. How how about we pray? Let's do that. Okay, Father in heaven, thank you that uh, we've had this time to talk about history, but also talk about today, and also to talk about tomorrow. And no matter how old we are, no matter how young we are. You're not finished with us when we answer that call to be your child and follow Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Charles, for joining me today. Oh, Chuck, we go back. That's right. We'll do it again. Thank you. Thanks. God bless. Listening to this 820 AM, the word special heart of the city. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM, the word, call Chuck Olmstead, 206 269 6216, or go to thewordseattle.com. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.